Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Well, this Jack Campbell guy is becoming a thing. Campbell making 31 saves. Jason Spezza, the shootout winner. The Leafs top the Jets 2-1. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Uh, Sam McKee and Josh Santos along for the ride as well. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by later on. We'll go around the NHL on this Friday. But same old story, Gord, especially in the third period. Jack Campbell was outstanding in the second half of this game. Yeah, you're talking about, like, uh, the top goaltender statistically. He used to always qualify it that he only played three games or four games or whatever, but the, as top a goaltender is statistically in the National Hockey League right now. And, and you're right about it. I mean, a, a pedestrian-type game in many ways, but they're finding ways to win these games, Nick, like they were early in the year. And, of course, the big part is when you have solid goaltending every game, you're, you're in every game, and Jack Campbell's giving it to them. And again, the big story coming out of this one is the uh, the health update on Jack Campbell because it looked like he strained himself making a huge stop on Kyle Connor in the third period, goes on to finish the game. But again, don't read too much into that, Gord, because twice this season I think he's finished the game and then uh, been ruled out for the next one following it. So I'm curious to hear the uh, choice words uh, of Sheldon Keefe coming up. But uh, this is, again, as I mentioned off the top, it's becoming a story and a big-time story considering the number one goalie we thought and Freddie Anderson is still on the shelf, and nobody has a clue when he's coming back. But when he does come back, I, I think Jack Campbell could be the guy right now, Gordon. Yeah, there's a when, and then there's an if. In all honesty, with Freddie Anderson, when you come down to goaltenders, I'm not, I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not saying I hope that's the case or no, that's going to be the case. But uh, I just, I just don't like the vibe there. But y- your point's exactly right. We thought it was great early in the year. He won one of these games, what his third start of the year or second start of the year, and got hurt with three minutes left and stayed the course and, you know, did kind of the the big valiant. That was great. I hung in there, you know, post-game. I had no intention of leaving, and then then he was out for a little while. So I think a lot of fans winced as they went to grab their beverage where they saw, after, again, a phenomenal save. Jack Campbell just made a phenomenal save, but he just had that – he just had that kind of familiar tweak that way. So, yeah, we're not we're not trying to be a, a, a pessimist that way, but there just seems to be a reality that there is something that's bothering him, and let's hope it didn't get it didn't get tweaked too much in 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 that wince we saw. I know the conversation through social media on Friday night was Zach Hyman for Team Canada. How about Jack Campbell for Team USA as we bring in Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca following this 2-1 shootout victory for the Maple Leafs in Winnipeg. Now a 5-0-1 run for the Maple Leafs, so out of the slump they go. But Luke, we got to start with the guy who is unheralded. I, I, I still say in this market, took League Mim to be with this team again in the second season. Jason Spezza, big-time assist in regulation. And what a beautiful shootout goal to win it for the Buds. Wasn't it? Just I, yeah. I love the patience. You know, that's a pressure situation. Uh, no fans in the building, but that's the team that, it, that is chasing Leafs down for the number one seed, and it was a goaltending duel throughout. Uh, Connor Hellebuck was absolutely fantastic. And Spezza's first up, and just, just the patience, just the calmness to just tuck it in. There was about the space of about a puck between uh, Hellebuck's skate and the post, and he just tucked it in there, nice and calm, uh, what a season for Jason Spezza. And the assist he had, the primary assist on Travis Dermott's goal from the point there, that moved him into the top 100 of all-time NHL scores. Um, I, wow. I, I, didn't, I, like, I, I knew he was 
he was up there, but I didn't realize he was he was now in the top 100. So uh, remarkable season for this guy. Well, and, you know, this is the first shootout any Leaf player took all season. I, I love the fact that overtimes now teams are getting more more proficient and there's fewer shootouts. And we used to see Tyler Bozak all those years ago. So it just shows what Sheldon Keefe thinks about Jason Spezza. He's getting a little bit of time on the power play, but that, that, that against the storyline, like uh, the first power play was beyond abysmal, um, then got a little bit better. And then the four on three went with four forwards in overtime. And, you know, I, I'm trying to like, I think we're over dissecting it now about whether, you know, they're, they're, they're getting chances or not getting chances. They're getting the normal kind of chances they're getting fewer chances, whatever. But the big part, Luke is they're winning in spite of this power play, uh, this power play famine, but obviously it's something. And I, I heard, you know, one commentator talk about they had the number one power play in the NHL one season. They never practiced it once because it was better when they didn't know what they were doing. So I don't know what the Leafs, how they're going about it or not, but boy, oh boy, that continues to be a storyline. Well, it is. And I think it would be more of a storyline if they were losing. Um, so, I, I, you know, credit to the Leafs' penalty kill, which was pretty mediocre, but has come up big the last few games, even got a, a, a goal on the PK. The PK is actually outscoring the power play in the last 10 games, 2 to nothing, which is, is kind of hilarious when you look at all the star power that rolls out on the Leafs' power play. They're going to take a, an 0-for-27 drought into Calgary, uh, which is, you know, just kind of a head-scratcher, especially the way they started the season. And they did work on it yesterday. They practiced it again. Um, but in our Zoom calls with the players and the coach, you can tell this is this is getting to be a mental thing almost more than, um, you know, uh, a, a strategy or a personnel because they're, they're all healthy. All the power play guys are healthy, so you can't blame it on that. Austin Matthews' wrist looks great again. You can't blame it on that. So I think it's just a matter of time, and and we might look back at this stretch as, hey, the power play was in a, a horrible funk, uh, and they were still piling up points in the standings because they were finding other ways to get it done, and they were the better team five on five, and Jack Campbell is, you know, ha- having another great game. Uh, seven of his eight starts, he's allowed two goals or less. I mean. As, as much as you may have thought, like this guy deserved a shot to have the net for a while, I don't think anyone could have predicted a performance like this out of Campbell. Oh, without question, I think fully deserving of, of the ball and going with it right now. And certainly it helps uh, with no Freddie Anderson in the lineup. They can do so. But again, they got to be careful as well with Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca uh, per Steve Fellin, stats whiz of uh, Sportsnet stats. The last time the Leafs went 10 straight games with a power play goal was December 2nd to 31st, 1997 which, by the way, was a 14-game span. So this is a tough, tough uh, little period the Maple Leafs are on via power play, but it doesn't matter because they continue to win games. Uh, 5-0-1-1 stretch. Um, Does it show you something the Maple Leafs are able to win games like this where I didn't think it was a beautiful win? Uh, It was a grinding-type effort, a Paul Maurice-type game, I would say, but they found a way tonight, Luke? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that's what uh, gives this, this group a little bit of a different feel. You know, I think if last year's team was in a game like this, which was essentially a, a goaltending duel, you know, out of 70 shots total, the goalies only allowed two goals. And the goals came from Charles Dermott and Andrew Kopp, of all people. Like, when you look at the, the top nine uh, of either side, it, those are the unlikely guys. So I think in past years, you would have seen a, maybe a little bit more panic or a little more chance-taking um, and and more sloppy giveaways and, uh, you know, 
the feeling that we have to we have to score more. We have to score three or four to win the game. Uh, we have to we have to pinch. We have to take chances. Uh, and this was a tight game, like right from beginning to end. And I think they they looked a little bit more comfortable playing in that type of game. You know, I, I look at the the second line, John Tavares line. They kind of got off to a pretty bad start. Probably one of their worst periods um, since Alex Galchenyuk joined them. Uh, but they stuck with it, and then and towards the end, they were getting chances. They were getting chances, and um, I, I I really like how they were kind of uh, content to just keep keep staying with it, limiting the Jets, you know, grade A chances, and trying to generate it on their own without without getting out outside of their game. You know, I agree with you. You know, it's uh, Matthews at eight shots, Nylander six shots, and then Tavares four shots, leading the Leafs, and like. But I find, you know, again, and I love John Tavares, and I love all the things he does. I love, love how hard he works in the greasy area and that. And I agree that they got going towards the end of the game. But, boy, the big body of work, it, it, it just isn't happening as much as I, I say defend him. But just as far as finishing, getting the results, it, it just flat out is not happening for John Tavares. No, and, and you know, he, he's he's spoken about that too, like, uh, Keith Keith is going out of his way to defend Tavares and and kind of really uh, harped on how much he's led defensively. That was like a focal point for the group coming into this season. They wanted to be stronger defensively. They wanted to back check and get a bit deeper. And I think that's probably part of it. You know, he, he's he's not the fastest skater. We know that. And because he's you know coming deep and spending so much time in his own zone and trying to lead the group through example by playing such responsible defense and being in the right position. I think sometimes he's, it's sacrificed some of his offensive chances. And then I think there's also a little element of puck luck. I mean, he had a golden chance to offer uh, to end the game in overtime and Hellebuck just came up big, you know, he was right there in the crease. And there, there was another chance he had in the third period and he got stoned. And it, it, it seems like every second or third game, he has one of those chances Around the net, that's like a typical John Tavares type goal, and he's hitting a post or hitting a pad, and I think it's just one of those things goal scorers go through. And um, you know, I, I I think by his standards, by fan standards, this is this is less than they'd want from an eleven million dollar player. But I think there's still some time for him to redeem himself. I think if he comes up big in the playoffs, people will forget about the production in the regular season. Yeah, you're bang on with that, Luke. Um, certainly, I think the first period was a very, very scary situation for that Tavares line, but they certainly woke yeah. up in the second half of this game. Uh, we always appreciate your time. You know my emoji game is strong, and I had somebody on Twitter, my mentions, uh, insist that Per Engvall be on the power play, so that's where we're at in Leafs Nation right now, okay? <laughs> People are frustrated. They're winning, but they're frustrated. <laughs> I don't know if frustrated is the word, my man. Thanks for this. Okay, take care. Bye. <laughs> There you go, uh, Luke Fox of uh, Sportsnet.ca. That's where we're at uh, on Leafs Twitter, Gord. Uh, somebody insisted that you take guys like Thornton off and you put guys like Per Engvall on. How do you feel about that? I, I, I don't, I, I don't knock that at all. <laughs> I think, I think they have done that over the uh, exactly. twenty plus power plays. But you know, I, I really thought, and it wasn't a bad one. They didn't get a ton of chances. The four on three in overtime when they put four forwards out there. And they were all out for about two minutes and 15 seconds. I don't knock them because also the PK guys yeah. were out there for the same amount for the Winnipeg Jets. But just uh, I, I just uh, I really thought that would have been a great way, obviously, to finish it off that way. And then and they really 
you know, they had puck control. They had a lot of things, but they really didn't have the great scoring chances. Yeah, you're, 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 you're entirely right on that front. And again, it, I felt like I was watching Dawn of the Dead in the first period. Um, one of those great, great movies, uh, the zombie movies, uh, watching that Tavares line. They were sleepwalking, Gordo. It felt like they were taking their pregame nap in the first uh, period. But I thought they were, they, you know, to their credit, they really, really woke up in the second half. Galchenyuk hits the post there in the third period, but they really started to drive the play. And you know, I just look at that Winnipeg team, and granted, Blake Wheeler, the captain, uh, good on him, comes back and plays after leaving last game. He's probably not 100%. Pierre-Luc Dubois is really, really struggling. But I think the only way Winnipeg can be successful against this Maple Leafs team is that they play that grinding-type style that we saw tonight. We've saw we've seen it before earlier this season when they beat in the Maple Leafs. But I think Toronto has proven that they can beat Winnipeg a variety of different ways here. Yeah, and to the point, we're communicating a lot during the game, and, that, and and there was a vanilla-ness to it if you're a Toronto fan and you love the excitement excitement, the offense. And, yeah, you know, Paul Maurice in many ways is kind of saying, hey, we, let's play this like a playoff game because it very likely yeah. will be a playoff series. And, yeah, it, so it didn't, it didn't for a, a big part of it, have the same entertain, tenor, entertainment value. But, you know, Nick, what we talked about earlier is just uh, in the season is about finding ways to win, which is what this – Toronto Maple Leaf team really for the first time with Mass Matthews Marner and those guys you know because certainly it didn't happen last year when you were thinking they'd get to that next level and that's what I really like that's just what I you know really like and again I go back to it you because you talked about Jack Campbell at the start that's a big part that you're in and you got a chance to win every time you get you get great goaltending but you know I, I, I like that it's not the seven five games they're winning of late they had to get out of that funk where they lost five out of six and and, and they've and, and they've really done that quite well. And I like the uh, the cushion they're starting to create in the standings again, in the distance, if you want to use a better word. Uh, now three points ahead of the Winnipeg Jets with a game in hand. Edmonton uh, also playing right now, and Toronto's got games in hand on them. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, they, they've really bared down. We'll say that, Gord, because they went through a really, really tough stretch, but they've really started to elevate their play again. And again, it always helps when you're getting that mining like Jack Campbell, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so it, it doesn't become a storyline. You know, it was so obvious mm-hmm. about the the goaltending and you're 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 almost out of or you're never quite in every game if there's suspect goaltending yet you hate to have that imagine having that for all 56 games this season but you go through a stretch and and uh, now we can kind of move on I mean the Freddie situations kind of come to the surface about uh, him being out of sorts him not playing well and him being flat out hurt so just get better and uh, we know the other situation and again it continues not to be a knock on Michael Hutchinson it's a it was a real solid signing because it uh, basically they've they've realized what they had to do at the expansion draft that they had to make one goaltender exposed who's under contract and Hutchinson knows that and that's why he signed for next year a two-year deal and uh, that's important for the Maple Leafs because you got to make one of those available but it's not what you want when you're talking about going deep in the playoffs. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And that was a thing about that tailspin Toronto was in. If they could just get a couple saves, especially on the PK, they probably win a couple of those games. Or we're not talking about a slump. And we're not piling up on the net mining for sure. But Jack Campbell, folks, has been a uh, impressive story since coming over from the Los Angeles Kings. 8-0-0 on the season. As Luke referenced, two goals or less in seven of eight starts. Sparkling numbers. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll hit the break. Still to come, Sheldon Keefe. Perhaps some Jason Spets at a sprinkle on that as we roll on here. A 2-1 shootout victory in Winnipeg for the Maple Leafs 5-0-1 in the last six. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 the fan and the Leafs Radio Network. 
So Spezza, who is 27 of 75, in on the right side, trying to settle a rolling puck, jams it in! That was about the worst artistic move I think I've ever seen. The puck was rolling. He tried to get it to settle down. He couldn't. And finally, at the last second, he makes a move. And it's, it rolls off his stick, but he jams it in between the post and, and the skate. Pretty incredible, the story Jason Spezza is evolving into at 37 years of age. The shootout winner now is 20 points in 36 games, picking up an assist on Travis Dermott's goal for the Maple Leafs on this night, breaking down a 2-1 shootout victory against the Winnipeg Jets. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can chime in on Twitter. And Gord, we've talked about it for the last couple uh, couple weeks, the best 10-minute-a-game player in the NHL, no? Uh, absolutely absolutely and uh it's funny hearing joe do the call on that and yeah because you know you see it quite often with the ice in the shootout that uh the puck bouncing and and it happens quite often and jason spezza he he had to adapt he had to call a little bit of an audible there and and uh change the whole complexion maybe that's what threw the the uh the winnipeg goaltender off a little bit but uh, uh he played that nice and it was the only goal of six shootout uh, of six shootout tries yeah, he certainly still has those filthy mitts. I don't care how old he is or where he's at in his career now in a diminished role for sure in a bottom six look for the Maples. But Jason Spetz has been very, very valuable for this team. Let's hear what he had to say after this one. Jason, there was some uh, patience on the shootout move. What did you see coming in there? Take us through your, your thought process. Yeah, it wasn't what I originally planned. Uh, as soon as I kind of got a touch on it, it's rolled up on edge. So at that point, you just want to take your time and was able to settle it uh, by the time I got to, to Hellebuck and uh, then just you know, tried to make a good move and outweighed them and uh, lucky went in. What do you like about how the team approached this game? It had a bit of a playoff feel and you knew the Jets were going to push back. What stood out about the team's performance tonight? Yeah, you know, we didn't like our first period, but we got out of it uh, even. And then I thought we had a great second period, uh, played really well probably deserved to be up even a couple and uh, and then just stay disciplined. I think we're showing good maturity as a team staying in these games and uh, it's a tough building to win in and you know to, to come out and get four points. It's uh, it's important for us and thought it showed some good growth for us to stay patient. Next up we'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead Lance. Uh, Jason, not sure if you've been told that uh, you made it into the top 100 uh, scores in NHL history with that uh, assist tonight. Uh, can you comment on, on joining that elite group? Yeah, obviously, uh, anytime you get stuff like that, they're huge honors. But, uh, you know, when you're playing, you just keep playing. And those are things you look at maybe when you're done. But uh, obviously, huge honor to be, you know, in that group. But uh, I'm still playing, so I'm just going to keep going. And uh, we'll get a chance to look at all that stuff when we're done. And last one here, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Jason, you played on some terrific hockey teams in your time in this league. Where do these guys rate in your books in terms of the teams you've played on? We're definitely improving. We're definitely figuring out how to win games. And we definitely are a team that's determined to try to continue to get better. So a lot of great signs, too early to compare to any teams. But we obviously know we're a good hockey club. I think that's why we've come with such a good approach to every night. And um, we're maturing as a group. We're, we're showing that we can be patient in games like this. And in other games, we're showing we can you know, kind of ramp it up if we have to and uh, showing great strides as a team. So we just keep building. and. Uh, you know, we like where we're at, but we have to keep going, and we have some areas we think we can be better at. So great potential with this group. I'm sorry, one more here. We'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Jason, just wondering why you think Jack Campbell's been able to play as well as he has in the games he's been in this year. Well, I think it's, it's confidence, obviously. I think, uh, you know, he's a guy that 
you know, when he's come in, he's played really well. And then you start, you know, feeling good about your game. And he's got such a positive attitude, went through a really tough stretch with injuries and came back and just really focused. I think we're, we're playing good in front of him, but he's also made some big saves at key times. So, uh, you know, hockey's about confidence. And I think he gives us confidence right now. We're giving him confidence, uh, trying to keep things to the outside and, and just uh, a guy that's really benefiting from getting a little momentum here. There you have it. There is uh, Jason Spezza and certainly this market on a soup diet right now because Jack Campbell it has been outstanding. 8-0-0 on the season, a 1.35, a 9.51, and two shutouts. Uh, it's just been an incredible story considering Gord when they acquired him. Uh, you know, everybody made a lot of it. Uh, more so for Kyle Clifford, we thought, but more, more so assuring things behind Freddie Anderson. But Jack Campbell... Um, you know, it, it, to me, it's becoming a, a story in, in greater depths because he's just 29. Some people talk like he's 35 years old. I think he's got a lot of racetrack left in his career. And why not now to potentially become a number one goalie in this league? Well, absolutely. We talk about maybe a, a bit of a Tim Thomas comparable that way about uh, things coming together. I know there's been a couple other examples, but uh, I'm totally with you. His uh, save percentage is almost 0. .960 this year. So just, uh, you know, l- l- like real phenomenal. Like just let it happen. Let it evolve. And, and see what gives. And just Jason Spezza, just for those of you scoring at home. So now he has uh, tied Henrik Zetterberg for number 100 nine, at wow. 960. So Nick Backstrom's at 965. So, of course, he'll keep going. He's 99th. How about 98? Rocket Richard at 966. Holy. Yeah, so huh. he's, he's six points away from Rocket Richard, and he's 12 points away from number 97, Shane Doan. I'm not going to read the other 90, 96. I'll you should, though. Just to get... Uh, yeah, I'll read it later and sleep, whatever, just uh, <laughs> just to uh, get a, a look at that. As, as So Kirk Muller was kind of on the edge at 101, and uh, anyway, when he when he goes one more point, he'll knock Henrik Zetterberg out of the top 100, will Jason Spezza. Now, we have to address uh, address Bruce Drennan, Gordon. I know you saw it, uh, the, the, the Cleveland broadcaster. Now, I tie it in because at some point in time, we have to open, open up the phone lines. It won't be tonight, but at some point in time, we will. We have to. Uh, but the way Spets is playing, do you think uh, somebody will call in and ask if they can get Crosby in exchange for him? <laughs> so Bruce Dredd and the the, the uh, baseball guy, that, holy moly, did he go for opening day? He was he was in playoff form for Major League Baseball type, but yeah, you know, and uh, and uh, we will do that at some point. You're yes. absolutely right. I and and in some ways, I kind of like not. I I always love trade deadline deals that someone would offer, and they might talk about a trade yes. like that, but then they'll go and throw in a fourth rounder. They, they, they always <laughs> pick out this obscure draft pick, you know that, uh, you know that as if that would make the deal that way. But uh, yeah, that is uh, uh, that is funny. It's one thing to be sweet on Jason Spezza, but we always have to keep things in perspective. Yeah, evidently the uh, the hill that Bruce Drennan's uh, willing to die on is the Fran Mill Reyes hill, right? Of course, uh, the caller poo-pooing Fran Mill Reyes and his start to the season for Cleveland in one game. And you got to go check out that clip on social media. It's just simply outstanding. And automatically it made me think of uh, Andy Frost back in the day taking and fielding calls uh, on, on Leafs radio coverage. And we have to open that vault at some point in time, but maybe it's safer to play it after the deadline, Gordo, as we... Uh, Continue to hear post game from this uh, 2-1 shootout victory for the Maple Leafs, their first of the season in game 37. And out of all players, it's Jason Spezza, the only shootout scorer. We just heard from him. For now, we're going to hear from Mitch Marner. Mitch, how would you describe Jack Campbell's game tonight? Uh, unbelievable. I mean, uh, made a couple of really huge saves, but throughout the night, just how steady he was in the net. Um, I mean, I think when he has that steadiness and just that calmness, he just calms everyone down. And... Um, I think we relied on him a little too much, but uh, 
I mean, uh, he uh, he was unbelievable both these games, and uh, it's a big reason why we won both. With his assist tonight, Jason Spezza now into the top 100 in NHL points all time. What do you appreciate about the way he continues to contribute, even though he's not playing the same big minutes he did back in the day? Uh, I think his attitude. Um, same attitude every single day and just so happy to be here. Um, I mean, we kind of have the same attitude of just like the happy kids and constantly happy just coming to the rink and being with um, one another here in this in this locker room. So he brings that every single day. And um, regardless of how many minutes he plays, he always does something on that ice that, that uh, I think amazes our whole team. And, um, you know, the games that he doesn't play that much, his vocal um, and his talking just um, – makes him seem like he's there and, and always locked in. So it's it's great having him on the bench. And um, he's done some wonderful things for us this year, and he's a big part of this team. And um, he's been a big part of a lot of our wins. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Mitch, you guys are winning without uh, getting any uh, results from your power play. What's what's your take on, on, on what's going on with the power play? Because you're getting chances. They're just not going in for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know. Eventually, I, have, I said it yesterday as well, eventually one will drop. So we just got to stay patient with it. I think tonight we did go in the right direction of uh, the pace we were at, uh, the puck movement, getting guys to the net. Um, you know, they're going to make a couple big saves. So just got to make sure we stick with it. Um, obviously, power plays can win a lot of games, so we got to get it going. Um, the talent we have on that ice, we should, uh, we should be doing a lot better than what we are. So just got to make sure we stick with it, um, stick to our game plan, keep moving the puck quickly trying to get guys down on rebounds and second opportunities. And like I said, one's going to drop eventually. We just got to make sure we stay patient. And last one here, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, man, you just spoke a few minutes ago the appreciation you guys have for what Jason does. I'm assuming that applies to the, the shoot-a winner where he crawls a rolling puck and, and more or less puts it in a puck-sized hole to be Hellebuck. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, I don't know what his shooter record is, but in practice, he's deadly at it. So he's uh, he's a threat out there constantly. Um, one-on-one against goalies, he's got a lot of moves. He's got a lot of quick stuff that uh, he can pull out. So it's always uh, it's always fun watching him go in those shootouts, um, practice or game-wise. And it's a big goal for us, and um, Soupy with a big three saves. So both sides, uh, it's, uh, it's a great result and something that uh, we're very happy with. Okay, there is uh, Mitch Marner following the shootout win for the Leafs. And again, I, I just think it's funny that it, it was Jason Spezza who scores a shootout goal for, for the Buds court. <laughs> no, exactly. And and again, as they said to Luke Fox, like that, what Sheldon Keefe has said compared to what Mike Babcock did as far as the welcome <laughs> to Leaf thing, I mean, this was their first shootout of the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So he makes Jason Spezza the first shooter in the first shootout game for the Leafs and uh, and Spezza gets the only gets the only goal of it, you know. Um, and one reason when you talked about Jack Campbell earlier, we're kind of going back and forth on it. But they asked Mitch Martin yeah. about Jack Campbell, and just more stuff just keeps coming on social media. So I mean, here we're talking. I'm looking at this one. He is one win away from the longest winning streak by a Toronto Maple Leaf goaltender ever. I mean, this wow. is an original six team. Felix Botvin and Jacques Blond have it at uh, at nine. Uh, along with John Ross Roach. I don't remember him. He was 1925. People people don't for, people forget Jacques Plant had a great couple-year run with Bernie Perrant, actually, for a big part of it. I mean, they were a great tandem for the Toronto Maple Leafs, even though you think of him with the Montreal Canadiens, you think of Bernie Perrant with the Philadelphia Flyers. But in the early 70s, they had a great, great run. So Jack Campbell, eight consecutive wins. I mean, he's one win away from tying the all-time record and two from the best all-time record 
for consecutive wins by a goaltender for an original six franchise. For me, positives all around. A, you're getting the net mining. Uh, B, I think this lights a fire under the ass for a, a lack of a better term for Freddie Anderson when he's good to go and back and say, you know what, this is my net. So I, I look at it twofold from that perspective, and we hope that at some point in time Anderson can come back because I, you know, Gore, we've talked about it. You're going to need more than one goalie to be successful in the playoffs. I know you're hoping that one guy leads you, but I think having the luxury of two competent guys back there never hurts. And and that's my hope is they can, you know, get Anderson healthy. We have no extent of the injury. And number two, get Anderson playing like we've seen him before. Yeah, and, and absolutely. The other part now, Nick, is in Toronto's case, you, you have a plan B, and the plan B actually is a, a plan A. You know, it's a, a, for too many years, Again, I go back to the whole Curtis Joseph, Ed Bell for that six years of phenomenal goaltending. There's never been a bona fide number one. Uh, James Reimer was a really good number two who was the uh, uh, accidental number one for a period of time and was, you know, decent enough. But, you know, you couldn't get a number one. Freddie Anderson, and I will say it to his credit, he has been a number one guy every year he's been here, the best since Cujo and Eddie Bell for, but you never had an alternative. Curtis McElhinney wasn't a bad one, but maybe the only one that was palatable for Leaf fans. But now... That's the huge part. So, yeah, you want to, we just said you want to light a fire. Freddie Anderson, whether he's got competition, that part's mm-hmm. always good. It's also healthy. But now you got not just someone that you can go to as, as a solid backup plan B, you got someone that's more, that right now is more than an equal plan A. And certainly a perfect lead in, into the next person we'll hear from. Here is uh, Mr. 31 Saves, Mr. 8 0 0 on the season, Jack Campbell. Hey, Jack. I'm just wondering, kind of a strange year the way things have gone, but how would you describe? you know, the run of play you've been on uh, so far this season. Yeah, it's pretty fun, and uh, the team's winning, so that's always that's always number one. So just trying to keep it going and uh, and just keep getting better every game. Next up, we'll go to Mark Zielinski, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Mark. Jack, I'm not sure if I have it right, but uh, can you talk about your friendship with Hellebuck from the World Championships? And he's uh, very happy for the success you're having and says you have a very friendly rivalry going. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, obviously, I don't have to pump his tires. He's already accomplished so much, and um, you know, he's he's a great friend. You know, when I was struggling early in my career, he he was always right there and texted me and kind of coached me a little bit. And um, back in the early days, so it's pretty funny, and he's always been there. So I appreciate his friendship so much. And um, obviously, it's fun to be competitors and battle now. So um, anytime I play him, I know I know I got to be on my game if if we want to have a chance. So he he's a heck of a goalie. Played amazing tonight, and it feels good that the team came away with two points. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Jack, what do you like the most about your game right now? What do you think you're doing well? Um, I think I'm just executing the game plan. Uh, Steve Breer's done a great job at um, kind of making things easy for me mentally and physically, uh, just executing that and uh, getting confident and, and calmer each time. And, um, you know, there's plenty of areas I don't like, and I'm just going to keep working on it and uh, keep getting sharper every time, hopefully. Okay, there's Jack Campbell. And, Gord, correct me if I'm wrong. Did anybody ask about the third period there? <laughs> I, no, it was pretty quick. I don't know what I don't know if people got bored and left the Zoom call. Like, what, there were three yeah. three people asking. So um, You looked yeah. strained on that, though, didn't you? 
I know. Yeah. Yeah. No one's at like, yeah. Like Jack, you got, you know, uh, he'll say probably the regular thing. Uh, he's not going to say he's hurt, but there was a, there was the tweak. I mean, that's the biggest concern about this whole game was what we've seen a couple of times. The Jack Campbell struggle uh, after a hell of a save, by the way, a big, big save. And, uh, but then have something there, kind of a little bit of tweak and we've seen it before or one time, one time graphically that he appeared healthy afterwards and then missed games. Yeah, and that's the thing, certainly uh, the prevailing story in this hockey game was Jack Campbell. Um, you know, we can't uh, understate it enough, his importance to this victory. I know they won in a shootout, but uh, especially in the second half of the game in the second period and specifically in the third, the save on Dubois, uh, the save on Connor, just the timeliness scored that I think this team has been missing, you know, especially under Freddie Anderson the last little while before he got hurt or left the lineup that they're getting right now and they're getting those saves that you need to get to win hockey games, right? Well, we talked about it before that when, you know, we, we would break down, say, when Freddie or Michael Hutchinson had a ordinary game and you'd kind of go, well, you know, the, yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a scoring chance, you know, whatever it was. But you got to stop great scoring chances now. Like it's just the standards are way different. And, and, and that's what Freddie, you know, you're going to say can't fault the goaltender so much. But at the end of the day, at the end of a game, they generally need a couple that are superlative saves, particularly when you're playing against the Connor Hellebucks of the world. And Jack Campbell's given them to him. And he, and he gave it tonight, you know, like just a 1-1 um, tie basically before the shootout. You had to come up with some big saves. You do, and you need that sometimes from time to time from your goaltender, no matter who it is. They got it tonight. 31 saves for Jack Campbell, a 2-1 shootout victory for the Maple Leafs. Without further ado, here's the head coach, Sheldon Keefe. Hey, Sheldon, it'd be a little, little bit odd to ask this right off the bat, but was there any frustration for you that there wasn't a penalty on the Austin hit in overtime on Matthews? Uh, be honest, Terry, I, I actually missed it myself, um, but there was okay. a lot of frustration on the bench uh, uh, with the, the guys who did see it. Um, and just, you know, hard to, hard to really know what else you can come up with to talk about Jack Campbell now, but I'll, I'll put that challenge to you, Sheldon, another good night for him in the Nets and, uh, you know, getting his record 8-0 here and the poise and everything that he's playing with. What do you say about his performance tonight? Just outstanding. I mean, you can just see his confidence growing and you can see, uh, you know, the team's confidence in him, uh, in him growing as well. Um, so yeah, just just terrific. I mean, he's playing in the game tonight with virtually no room for for error, and uh, you know, he was there on um, all you know all the breakdowns we had today, which I thought we had too many of. And yeah, he's just he's really good. Obviously, a huge reason why we get points here tonight. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Sheldon. Uh, uh, again, uh, almost the same thing, except in reverse. If, if Jack Campbell is uh, defying the odds in net maybe your power play is defying the odds by failing to score despite a number of really good chances again tonight what's your take on, on what's going on there better better just to leave them alone maybe or uh or what's going on in your mind yeah i think we've covered a lot of different things in terms of trying to be able to fix it uh one of the things that we committed to was just you know, we've changed we've changed it a lot uh here the last while uh in trying to find something that would work and you know, as you know, in the first game against Winnipeg, obviously we we decided to kind of load up one unit and and give that a go, and 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 thought it actually in a lot of ways got worse. Um, and then we just want to give it some time to breathe here a little bit with uh, you know with, with settling in consistent units. We told the guys we're not changing it, uh, we're not changing anything. Get comfortable with who you're playing with. Get comfortable together and find a way through it. Uh, in terms of today's game, I thought it was. 
the issues or the things I would break down in the power play today are a lot different than what they were the other night. The other night we spent a lot of time in the zone, just didn't penetrate well, didn't move the puck well, didn't get off the boards uh, well. Tonight we lost face-offs, uh, had to break out a lot, uh, couldn't gain entry. It's a different different story for us here tonight, but uh, you know we'll continue to, to talk about it internally, but really think we just got to we just got to let it breathe a little bit here and, and as, as tough as it is because it's been piling up you know we've uh, we believe in our guys and and we believe it will turn we just got to got to stay with it and not overthink it next up we'll go to Chris Johnson sports neck go ahead Chris yeah Sheldon you've spoken with a lot of respect about the, the team the Jets have you know what does it mean for you guys to go in there and, and get four points from those two games yeah it's huge I mean they I think, uh, you know, they'd probably look at it and think that there's a lot of a lot of reasons why they they could have had, uh, you know, they could have won a regulation, could have got two points here today. They're a good team that makes it harder on us. Um, so for our team, you know, to, to stay with it, you know, to get the, the two points really on the backs of a, an outstanding start in the first game. And then here tonight, we struggled in the first period, I thought, had a, a great second period. Um, yet you're still tied going into the third. And I thought, obviously, we had terrific goaltending, and it's enough for us to get to get to overtime. Uh, you know, so I, I think when I look at it, really, it's a win and a tie for me out here. And then you know, we find a way to win the skills competition to get the extra point, which is obviously important. Um, but yeah, was, we just come away from these two games with, I think, an even greater respect uh, for their team and what they're capable of, and just how good we need to be able to be to. To beat them in regulation. And last two here, we'll go to Mark Masters. TSN, go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, what has allowed Jason Spezza to consistently produce offense, even though he's not playing the same, obviously, that he did back in his heyday? Uh, talent, obviously, is the biggest thing. And he continues to work out his game, so that talent stays sharp. So when there's opportunities to produce offense, uh, you know, he can take advantage of it. And I think, you know, uh, you know, where he's at now in his career, he's playing lower in the lineup for us, which I think um, does create some opportunities, uh, you know, in terms of matchups at different times. You know, I don't think you know, early in his career, teams go in and they talk a, a great deal about trying to shut down Jason Spezza. Um, I don't, and I think things have turned here. There's obviously other people that they're, they're focused on and worried about. So, um, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, has the ability to make a difference for us lower in the lineup and the matchups and the ice time that we give him, uh, I think, uh, you know, gives him that chance to make a difference down there. And last one here, we'll go to Lance Hornby. Trevor Sun, go ahead, Lance. Uh, Sheldon, last time we were at West, you had the two great games against Edmonton and a bit of a letdown when you got to Vancouver. Uh, how important heading into Calgary now is uh, not to do that. Obviously very important, something we need to learn from. It's a little bit different here. We're last time out it was a back-to-back we had to travel and go play in Vancouver so no excuses uh, for us here we've got to regroup and uh, you know we got to go right into another to play another Calgary team that's that's played us hard in, in the games just like here in Vancouver or here in Winnipeg excuse me um, are very close and it's tight games tight checking got to find got to find and work ways uh, work to to, to uh, get offense get to the net and and make it hard for you to find ways to do that. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have to regroup here, get a little bit of rest, and be ready to go.
All right, there you have it. Sheldon Key following a 2-1 shootout victory, and the beat goes on for this Maple Leafs team. Gord, back in action on Sunday night uh, in Calgary to take on a struggling Flames team, and we love everybody so much who listens to us. We're going to have a longer pregame show starting at 8 Eastern time leading up to the 9 o'clock puck drop for the Leafs and Flames from Calgary. Uh, yeah, Sheldon, keep a bit of a slip of the tongue when he said here in Vancouver because Vancouver <laughs> is not going to play for a while, and that's going to no. be a big, big, and this could affect Leaf games too, some schedule rejigging that way. But uh, uh, wonderful. I loved watching the Blue Jay opener. That was an exciting game yesterday. We we're going to have a whole lot of Blue Jay baseball uh, on the fan, but it works that this Sunday and Monday are both fan games, and you're right, uh, extra long pregame shows and uh, big, big, you know, the push to the playoffs, the trade deadline, uh, the big blue machine is rolling again. And, of course, you'll have to tune in to find out if we'll open up the phone lines. We'll leave it at that. You never know when it's going to happen, but it could very well happen, Gordo. But just a massive, massive victory for the Leafs on this night, improving to 24-10-3 on the season. Currently on track for the best win percentage in franchise history, if you can believe it, a 2-1 shootout victory. Jason Spezza, the winner. And Jack Campbell, 31 saves, improving to 8-0-0 on the season. He has been outstanding. Thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKee, and Josh Santos. For Gord Stelic, I'm Nick Alberga. You've been listening to Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan. Take care.